What's up, everybody out there? Welcome back to the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Before we get this thing started, we want to throw out a big shout out and a thank you to our sponsor, Nick Wax, for sponsoring this podcast. Nick Wax is a Gore-Tex replenisher. Saves your butt in the wintertime. I just finally did my coats again. Talked about this almost every life, but I did it. You finally did it. And huh? I did it right, and it worked really good. <laughs> no kidding. I was getting soaked. And how, like, how often? after? Once a season, I would say. I mean, you know, when a good year like this where you get a lot of rain, I have a couple different jackets, yep. but I did all three jackets at once, and it worked really well. So, But we're talking about something a little different than the cold and the rain, even though that's what's coming. <laughs> uh, we're talking about um, spring, boys. we got Eric Swanson in the house. Of course, as always, we got Cam sitting here next to me, and uh, we're going to talk some spring prep. That's right. It is a time of year. If you really think about things in the Northwest, I mean, whether you're, you know, Washington, Oregon, or honestly anywhere. I mean, I get bet the Great Lakes guys are probably itching to start talking about spring. They're probably tying leaders, yeah. wrapping gear. Well, the rods. ice is melting, bud. Oh, the ice snow to melt. Oh, run to run off time. Yeah. But no, it's, it's just time to talk about. It. But yeah, we got Eric Swanson in the studio for that voice. Yes, yes, yes. So spring, and- spring Chinook. So I'm Eric Swanson with Eric Swanson Outdoors. Um, here in the studio with the boys, talking spring, and uh, looking forward to it. It's kind of one of those seasons where everybody's excited to get out of the house and uh, yeah. get it going. So looking I forward to it. I can't wait to just have those like nice bird chirping afternoons, dude. Those sixty fish. degree days yeah. where it's sunny and everybody's mowing their grass. Mm-hmm. And you yes. bring the you bring the shorts for to take off on over the waders and oh yeah, you know and yep. you get. But then you're still freezing your butt off and. Yeah, yeah. You know, the nice morning. brisk nights. Oh, it's great. Yes, good. When, it, good when time it's like here. 60 degrees and you're out there trolling on the Columbia and then you look to the south and there's a black, black cloud. Yes. And then it's hailing on you and 30 degrees less. And then 20 minutes later, it, everyone runs off the river. And then 20 minutes later, it's sunny and nice again. Oh, my gosh. That's the coolest. That's Dude. some of the most dramatic weather of the year for sure. Those days where you're just sweating and then all of a sudden, like you say, Cam, that storm rolls in and it drops 30 degrees and you're freezing and... And then you catch your limited fish. Right. And then they bite. Storm, <laughs> yeah. storm bite, baby. Storm yes. bite. So what these fish. guys are really talking about the most um, is spring Chinook salmon that we have out here in the Northwest. I know you guys get some in the Great Lakes. A lot of you guys get them um, all the way up into Canada and into, yeah. into Alaska and all the way down to California. I mean, it's a big thing on the West Coast because really it is hands down the best table flare of anything that we get an opportunity to catch. So Definitely. That's right. The, the 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 freak out is on, as I call it. There's already been a few of them caught in our neck of the woods. And honestly, I was kind of disappointed that there was a couple caught because, I mean, they, they got caught. One got caught on the first. Another one got brought in, I think, on the second. On the second, the day after. Yeah, yep. and it's really disappointing because most of the time, you know, those first fish kind of trickle into the to the fisherman's breed. Does a couple of contests where the first guys bring keeper springers. I get that hundred dollar gift card. That's right, and it's like, but usually you get like this week of like rumor mill and people posting old pictures. Yes. You kind of screw with your pictures. buddies, yeah. right? They're like, oh, you get to screw with your friends for a couple of days, yeah. you know, and post post some old pictures. Oh, I, and- I heard there was two caught, but they were both wild. Darn, yeah. Man. Oh shoot, yeah. Nope, guy just walked right in on February first. Yeah, game over the whole thing. So. Seven. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Both those fish are nice quality. What's funny is the the second guy, the, the Carrie Becker guy, I played yep. volleyball with that guy. I've known him. Oh, for, really? I've known him for 20 I saw you comment years. on the picture like yeah. you knew him. It's just crazy to think that and he's a, uh, you know, gone ex beach ball player. Yes. And he's out grinding for springers in February. <laughs> you can't get enough of the beach, man. Yeah. Well, not, not in this area, you can't. You might as well find something else to do. So go. I heard somebody say it's not called the beach here, it's the coast. Yeah. The coast. Coast. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's those guys are pretty hardcore for springer fishing mm. on the first and second of February. I mean oh, that's yeah. dude, I, I think so when I start springer fishing early, I consider early for me like the end of February. You know, and oh, these yeah. guys are out there the first of February. I mean 
good for them. It produced. Yeah. There's been some years though, like where we've had like productive fishing the last week of February, yeah. like productive, like guys yep. going out and getting two and three chances. And I know for most of you salmon anglers, if you're not from around here, that doesn't sound like a lot or really good. But if you're a springer fishing and you're given time in February, two or three chances, that's hot fishing. Very, <laughs> very hot. Even, you know, springtime, wintertime, blackmouth fishing, like in a lot of Alaska and, and northern Washington and Canada, um, they're still not getting more than two or three days. I mean, that's I'd say that's damn good fishing. And that's I, crazy. it looks like, you know, we say that all the time. Hopefully, we're we're getting forecasted on the West Coast for a better than what we're used to salmon run here yeah. for the spring. And a good run shows early. And that, so it's cool to see well, hatchery fish even yes. showing up. And hatchery fish at a point on the Willamette River where it's a pretty long ways. They came quite a ways. They're going. And, and good quality They're fish, too. They're going to show too. up to a dam here pretty soon. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, and both of them, you know, weren't dinks either. They were nice fish. Old. Oh, yeah. Good quality fish, so. What's cool about that is, like you said, an early run shows early, and it's just not a coincidence that, mm-hmm. or a big run, excuse me, shows early. And, and well, early we run have shows a, early. Yeah, an early run shows early. Yeah. There you really? go. They, really? Oh, man, knocking it Write out of the park. Knocking it out of the park. You're yeah. welcome. Anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. But no, the Willamette's projected is supposed to have 50,000 springers, which means yes. we could probably catch a springer in there solidly the next four or five months yep. straight. Exactly. In the last couple of years, I've noticed, you know, in that, Portland Harborish area, June's been the hot month. I mean, those fish definitely keg up there in June, and it's, you know, yeah. it was, you know, we had a pretty good season last year, and, you know, predicting 20% more this year, we could have some real beatdown days. Oh, no kidding. So if you guys aren't from around here, and you're not from around, you know, the West Coast, and you're looking to get an opportunity to maybe travel out and fish with some of us in a, in a year where not very many people are getting to travel outside the country or do any of their, any of their fun trips that yeah. they have planned, don't hesitate to give one of the guides or somebody in the Northwest, whether it be California, Oregon, or Washington, or, or even in Idaho. The Idaho fishery should right. be awesome this year as well because they're actually going to get to fish. And uh, we have a good snowpack coming. It might be the year to come out and try your hand at some of the best tasting fish in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And we can, I wanted to touch on that a little bit too, because like, you know, we get these guys, I was talking to a client today and he's, I want to kill winter steel. I don't want to, he's like, he calls up, wants to book a trip, whatever. And I'm like, he's like, I just want to catch him. I just want to keep him. So I'm like, okay, well, wild steelhead off the table. That's kind of what we're going to be picking on the next couple of weeks. I go, oh, there's some hatchery fish. Like, I want one of those. I'm like, well, you know, if you wait, like, a month or two, like might be able to get you out on a springer, which is a fish. Oh yeah, going to get caught and not spawn for six, seven, eight months. Yeah, the fall versus a winter steelhead, which you're going to catch and it's going to spawn in like a week in your hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in your hands, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah on like, the bottom of your boat. But that, yeah. that, that <laughs> table, that table fair is just super, super important. And at the end of the day, you know, when these fish are showing up in February, March, oh man, April and May. They're still not spawning till September, and they just make the absolute best salmon in the world. They don't even have these fish running in Alaska. Right. I think it's a lot of snow and ice up there, right? There's a lot of snow <laughs> and ice, right? But they catch these particular salmon out in the ocean. Yeah. Right? And, and some parts of Southeast. That's a good point. Not like, all of yeah, Alaska. They, they, do, they, do, yeah. they do intercept a few of them on the way down. Totally. But they're not swimming up their rivers. Those are our fish. Leave them alone. <laughs> right. All you Alaskans <laughs> listening to this podcast, leave them alone. <laughs> they're ours. Just kidding. And all you in Puget Sound, leave our Columbia River fish alone, too. Yeah. Everyone just said, yeah, right. So you were talking, I heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, the, the, for those of you that live out in the Northwest and are really loving this podcast because we're talking about the Springer stuff, you said we're going to get to fish lower in the Columbia system than we well, ever have. Well, rumors. 
Yeah. Cross our fingers. Yeah, okay, I spoke too soon. Well, no, no, no. Hopefully, we're going to hear. Well, what does that do for the anglers out there? I mean, obviously, oh. it puts them below more big rivers, so, yep. so on and so forth. But. Spreads everyone out. So, so just to talk, you know, just to talk about the Columbia, you know, the last few years, we've, we've got you know, a bunch of tributaries that enter the big Columbia River. And you know, we don't talk a lot about river names, but I mean, it's pretty obviously what they are on the Southwest Washington side. And when those runs have been, the, when those spring Chinook runs have been depressed or when they don't meet their hatchery escapement, because those are hatchery runs. Those aren't, those are not wild spring Chinook runs, but the hatcheries still need to get their allotment to basically procreate the run and make it again. Mm -hmm. And so those, those, those amounts are anywhere between a thousand and 1200 fish, depending on which one of the three hatcheries need it. But since the forecasts the last three years have been coming in right at that level they haven't really been able to allot any lower river fishing on top of that too the willamette runs were coming in good but not like crazy good and then also the upriver runs aren't coming in good so they didn't have a real reason to open up down below and just to take on a lot of that risk within the fisheries right so they've honestly they've been pigeonholing us yes kegging us, kegging us all up into one spot and you know most of those trolls being on the washington side of the river you know, we're cutting all those Willamette River fish off from being able to catch them. So it's, fishing down below the Willamette in that lower river, we're going to get all the Columbia fish and, you know, 50,000 Willamette fish to target as well. And, and, and the key to that is the 50,000 Willamette fish. When, when you have those mixed into the catch, like our season is set always into it. Our seasons are always set. Our quotas are always based on a constraining stock. So like the constraining stock for the Columbia is like the upper Columbia River fish. Well, the more of these other fish that we catch in the lower Columbia, if we mix those in and we can right. fish below there, like that buffers that catch. Totally. So instead of 100% of the catch basically be con being considered upriver fish or a very large percentage right. of it, you know, 90 plus, if we're fishing below where those Willamette fish are going to try for that big run, 50,000 is a big run for the Willamette. Yes. We get to kind of add those in the mix and those are essentially freebies like right. statistically they're freebies which right. keeps you guys which keeps everybody fishing long keeps the season open yep. Yeah. yep keep us and those those fish also are predominantly hatchery fish as well too mm -hmm. so it's you know i mean that's the end of the day like after the hatcheries make their escapement with a fifty thousand fish in the line they're all going to make their escapement every extra mm -hmm. fish really if it gets on the dinner table right somehow some way it's it's a win. And I need all the help want. I can get with hatchery fish. Cause I had one day last year, a bachelor where I would released five wild fish in a row. And I was like, this is the best springer day I've had in a while. And I couldn't keep a single fish. Mm -hmm. So oh. I, I, <laughs> they're all giant yes. you guys yeah. yelling in the boat. Like, I think it's clipped. Yeah. And then and they sprout that fin. Oh my instantly. gosh. Yes. Materialized. <laughs> yeah. You, you see it flash next to the boat and they're like, this is the one, get it in the net. And you scoop it up and has this big old rudder on it. It's 20 pounds and you're crying. Oh, that's disgusting. So I, I'm looking forward to, you know, crossing our fingers that we have that lower river because I, uh, I like, like to right. catch and, and keep. We, and, you know, so just, just to everyone know on this podcast, we may not get it. It was just some discussion yeah. that was brought up earlier. There's no way of telling. Um, <laughs> so we got to keep, we got to throw that in there for you guys. But uh, it's, it's, here's to wishful thinking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Cross our fingers. So what else then? What else happens after those spring chinook come? They shut you guys down in April, and and we can't go out there and play anymore. What else? What else is on the docket? I know we talked a lot of walleye and a lot spring of trout walleye. here at addicted. Yep. So well, fortunately, that fortunately the spring run like that, you you chase them into the tribs. Like our Columbia season ain't going to go past the first week in April. Might get a day or two one way or mm -hmm. the other on that, but that's generally been the kind of the common. And with what we have for upriver fish, you know. If the lower river fish show up real heavy in the catch and the upper rivers don't, maybe we'll get an extension, but right. it, that that's first week of April. But we can chase those fish into the Willamette and some of those tributaries that we talked I talked about earlier. Um, all have 
pretty much almost double, if not more, of the forecast of what we've seen the last few years. Right. So there's That's hopefully will be opportunity for. there. Now, some of our friends above Bonneville, though, like some of those runs that they're that everyone's very used to having, uh, those ones look pretty depressed. And it's going to be real interesting to see where the effort and where the fish basically show up because it could change a lot of things. But right, interesting. And everything's a prediction. I mean, I remember this last fall where they predicted you know X amount of fish, and and we saw like it was like twenty percent higher or something than they had predicted. Oh yeah, and, they underpredicted. Oh. Time. Big time. But after the Columbia closes down too, I, I kind of transitioned for about three weeks. You talked about spring trout and mm-hmm. I'm thinking kokanee. Yeah. So it's, and I'm, uh, I'm thinking spring walleye. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is, you know, after we chased springers for two, you know, two and a half months, kind of looking for something different to do. Yeah. And, uh, so it's nice that we have multiple opportunities in the spring, different, you know, species to target. Well, and I think it's something too. Cameron and I feel like a long, a long time ago now kind of encouraged this thought process of, and mainly because of depressed summer steelhead runs and stuff that we couldn't go out and utilize. Um, but being able to branch out and use all the resources that the state gives us for fishing opportunity. There's a lot of stuff that is ignored. Obviously, everybody goes to the stock ponds and stuff like that. But these kokanee fisheries, these bass fisheries, these these walleye fisheries, and these things that are a ton of fun to do and super interactive fishing that yes. we're forced to do now, but still create an awesome opportunity for everybody to stay out there and one to get younger and younger anglers into fishing. Something that's I, have, so I have never, I have not seen a year in the last six seven eight years where looking at the scope of like what's going on this year and not just with like what i'm doing personally because i'm gonna fish a bunch of bass tournaments and right stuff, so i got them littered all over the schedule mm. but like spring chinook the lengthy season that we're going to get out of the fifty thousand fish um some of the kokanee prospects that i'm seeing and not just my local lakes but everywhere mm-hmm. the size of those fish this you're gonna year get, you're gonna get spring anxiety aren't you oh the wall <laughs> the, the walleye fishing all yes. and what some of the guys are doing on some of these staging walleye right the summer Chinook forecast is yes. bonkers good. 80,000. I any sleep for six Bonkers months. good. No. Right? <laughs> the fall forecast for Coho yeah. just came out at 1.7 mil. Yeah. Wowza. Cool. You remember what Remember what happened when we had the uh, 1.6 mil? Yeah. Remember the three fish limit that went all the way through August in Marine Area 1? Excellent. Like We're like, do we want to fish buoy tent or do we want to go catch three silvers? Mm-hmm. If we even get a shred of that, and yes before you guys all start poo-pooing this oh remember two years ago when they predicted a million and we only got 450 yeah guess what there's not a giant blob out there to kill them this year. right and, and you know if one not point anyway one point <laughs> you know if, if if they're off by five hundred thousand and we okay. get them you know a million too that was still an epic this, run last yeah. a couple years ago it, i'm sorry it wasn't, it wasn't it was, in the columbia but every tributary that any of us fished was right. a it was, damn good year. It was, yeah, it was good. The thing is, we didn't have the water though that fall. Remember, like, like if we would have had that run, right? On, we were fishing water, lowest oh. waters I've seen right. in, yep. in December, and, still catching cod. And it yeah. was so, yeah. I mean, we had some it different things. A lot of the fisheries. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah. too, too, too little water, but the fish were there, and mm-hmm. ultimately, you know what? And then also, and little insider stuff. Not going to throw numbers, but URBs for the Columbia River look freaking awesome really and it's like i'm looking at the scope of this year and you know planted like yes. stuff and planted you know we've got some other announcements we're going to make later on like what we're doing with addicted and just i mean just looking at the next like eight months it's like oh Exciting. my god yes i mean we've got different entities coming out from it's across fishy. the country we're doing it's just gonna be nice. so, <laughs> so much to look i'm forward so optimistic to. to get out there and get this spring run started it's not even crazy yeah just hit the ground running and before we know it'll be october and yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. So you blink and it's already October. Oh, and then we'll be wanting to sleep for two months. Yeah, but you know what? 
Yes. <laughs> what else in is it, do, in right? as well deserved. And after last year and missing out on the whole spring Chinook run for the COVID thing. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna take it to him. Like it ain't gonna be funny. Yeah. COVID won't even exist by then, anyways. It'll all be healed. I hope so. Mm. Sure, tired of it. <laughs> mm. Stay safe out there, folks. Yeah, stay safe. All right. Well, I think it's obvious that there's going to be a lot of fun fishing to be had all all across the country this year. Yes. And going into the spring, so it's been a long. It still is winter. Let's not let's not yeah. kid ourselves. The groundhog hasn't seen and, a shadow yet. It hasn't, <laughs> even been it hasn't even really been winter yet. We're expecting you know, some but, snow this week around here. Yeah. And I'm yeah. looking forward to some snowy days on the river for yeah. sure. You do get us get us conditioned for Michigan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Thank you guys out there for listening to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. And we'll see you guys out there on the water. See you guys on the river. There we go.